generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Awesome! Are we ready for a short charge? Let's go real quick to the book of Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 very quickly. I will just read a text. I'm not going to exegete it. I will isolate a couple of points so that you have spiritual nourishment. But I'm going to share a couple of our testimonies as, as I preach. Because after Lazarus was raised from the dead, the Bible says that Lazarus sat by Jesus and many came to hear Jesus because of Lazarus. Which means that Lazarus became a living testimony. So if you want a message, it's not just the message I'm going to be preaching to you today. The message is what you are seated in. The message is this ministry. What I mean is, if you look around and see our journey, this is a message. Okay, somebody's just getting the message. It's a message. This facility, I don't know if we have some of the older pictures, and we can find some of the older pictures of this facility, is a message of transformation. Um, the road we're on is a message of transformation. The growth that we have experienced is a message of transformation. This place was an abandoned warehouse, broken down, dilapidated. And I don't want to go into the testimony of how the Lord highlighted the place. But the reason I like to show the pictures is I remember one day I was preaching and I asked for the pictures. And someone said, Pastor, you know what? That picture that you showed me, that was the message. And this message is a metaphor for lives that we are not of the lot of those who are waiting for you to be made before we associate with you. We're not of the lot of those who are waiting for your accomplishments, your faith, your spread and your regresses. That Jesus went for the brokenhearted, those who were downcast, the outcasts, the misfits, the broken down. And that's part of what this assignment is all about, to raise people, the poor, the hungry, the desperate, the dire, the teenagers, the semen nobodies, and to raise them as kings. And are we seeing them or not? This is a message. Let me show you what's going on here. What was going on here was that this road was very bad. That's the road right in front of this place. Extremely bad. And I said, by the time we're coming, I said, guys, you know what? Let's just agree that this road is going to be fixed a week or two before we moved in. A week or two before we moved in, this road had been bad for years. Then all of a sudden, the government took interest in it and paved it. I want to prophesy over somebody's life. That whatever has been broken down in your life, dilapidated, forgotten, abandoned, is going to be reconstructed by the grace and the mercy of God. Wherever the road is celebrated with us today, and we have testimonies for days, I proclaim in the name of Jesus there is a rising coming to your life the roads are being fixed the roads are being fixed the pathway is being nurtured the cracked hope is being fixed and reintegrated the marriage that has been frustrated is receiving new wine and new joy in the name of jesus high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's been fixed so it's a testimony and in our text Mark chapter 6, the word says in verse 30, then the apostles gathered to Jesus. Media help us. Mark chapter 6, the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. 
And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they did not have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in a boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing and many knew, knew him, recognized him that is, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved by compassion or with compassion for them. Why? Because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Look at your neighbor say, P-Dams is like Jesus. Because he teaches us how many things? Many things. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. Look at your neighbor, see your generation is hungry. Give them something to eat. I love the energy, but I know it can be better. Say, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we uh, go and buy 200,000 worth of agege bread and they were going? Did you see that in your Bible? <laughs> and give them something to eat. But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit in groups in the green grass. So they sat down in ranks and hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among all. Let's read verse 42 together. Verse 42. So they all ate and were... Let's read it again together. They all ate and were filled. Look at your neighbor. Say, L.J. Ajayu. In English, that means L.J. Ajayu. In other words, you're going to be filled. You're going to, be eat. You're going to eat and you're going to be full. Verse 44. Verse 43, and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about five. Title for the charge, write this down somewhere. Bigger than you thought. Bigger than you thought. Expected. Everybody shout bigger than you thought. Please help me shout more than you expected. Look at your neighbor say, bigger than you thought. More than you expected. Look at the happier neighbor say, bigger than you thought. And more than you expected. Father, we thank you for your grace and glory upon the written word. And as it becomes the spoken word, we ask that it to become the living word. In every heart in the name of Jesus. I take authority over weights, over burdens, over distractions, over depression, over division. 
disunity, over discouragement. And I scatter in the name of Jesus. And I release grace, glory for growth and for advancement like never before. That indeed, this will be more than a message. It will become the proclamation of one of the adjectival descriptions of our lives. That it's indeed bigger than we thought and more than we expected in the name of Jesus. Somebody say louder, Amen. Protocol officers, please, can you come and bring the chairs? I'm going to be preaching a little bit from the original chairs I preached with when we started a little over five years ago. Our first Sunday morning service was five years ago, but we had met a couple of months. And I remember the Sunday afternoon, remember the Sunday afternoon when my wife, my wife and I went to that road, Motala Mohammed Way at Yaba, was it Herbert Macaulay Way uh, at Yaba, and we bought 10 plastic, I think 12 plastic chairs or something like that. Plastic chairs just like this. We still have about eight or nine of them. Maybe when King's about 100 years old, we're going to auction and give the money to charity. <laughs> right? So it was chairs like this, basic stuff. And I was very convinced about what God was going to do. I said, God, I don't just want to do church. In fact, I don't want to do church, but I want to do your will. God said, well, if you like calling church or not, that's why we don't call it King's Church. It's K-I-N-G-S, Kingdom Influencers in Nations, Generations, and Systems. God builds the church, and he has called us to build the people with him. So just 10 plastic cheers and all that we had was just the word from God and what the word had told us to do described given to us as pictures as images but let me tell somebody right now who's at the beginning of a vision it could be a group you're building a business you're building a venture you're beginning to initiate a foundation you're launching a ministry you're starting and you're like where will all these people come from you know how it is when you're just starting and you wonder where do they share all these people where do they come from i want to announce to somebody if all you have is a plastic chair you have more than enough I've been there. I've done that. I have a few t-shirts and a few scars. And I want to proclaim over somebody who's building a business and your laptop is not even coming on. You're doing a podcast. You can't even buy a microphone. You have a team. Can't even buy new strings for their guitar. Is there anybody who's working on something that seems so dynamic and humongous and you don't know how it's going to happen? I want to encourage you with our testimony that the God of plastic chairs is still alive. He has not gone on sabbatical or holiday. If God God has brought us this far. There is nothing he will not do in your life. Who are those I am really preaching to right now? Who is that person who is struggling to pay staff salary? Who is struggling to come up with the levy, with the funding? Who is struggling to come up with the release? Who can find their voice? You feel disconnected and disconcerted. And people are wondering, what are you even doing again? I remember that somebody told me that somebody said, why is Pete Dams pastoring teenagers again? He already did this years ago and well, let me tell you, just in case you are not aware, go and do your studies. The disciples of Jesus were largely teenagers. But see what the Lord will do with a teenager. See what the Lord will do with yieldedness. See what the Lord will do with people who start out small, but they are not even where they're going yet, but God has already done so much. If you are not happy for us, please keep on sitting down. But if you're happy for us, I'm going to look for somebody and high five that person and say, see what the Lord has done. Now, if you're happy for yourself, shout hallelujah somewhere. You may be seated. We started out that way and we're sharing the vision. 
And what's the vision to raise kings? Who are kings? Kingdom influencers in nations, generations, and systems. These are not just church members. There is a difference between a member and a disciple. There's a difference between a follower and a fan. There's a difference between a fan and an AC. A fan is a fancy attendance number. An AC is an active contributor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at some say, I'm not Jesus' fan, I'm Jesus' AC. <laughs> Look at it, so that's why I'm cool like that. Because if church membership could change the world, Nigeria should look finer than most countries of the world. Can I talk right now? If transformation was about Sunday morning attendance, Moya, I hope you know that Nigeria will be a first world country. But there is a far cry between the numbers of people who attend church and the number of people who attend to the things of Christ. Can I say that again? There's a church on almost every street. But where is Christ on the main street? God said, raise kingdom influences. And he didn't just say attract them. Because it's easier to attract than to raise. It's easier to magnetize something than to create that thing. God said, you're going to raise them. We began to raise. I said, God, why? God said, because there's a multitude that is hungry. And in our text, we find Jesus. There is a multitude that is hungry. A multitude. Many people who are hungry. They look fancy on, on Instagram. But they look broken when they're all by themselves. There is a lot of makeup. Yet with all the makeup, they can't make up for the deficiency in their lives. Can I talk right now? amazing how many people will do everything they can to wear victoria's secrets but they don't realize that it's those who dwell in the secret place of the most high that really abide under the shadow of the almighty god said raise them a hungry multitude do you know the demographic demographic distribution of nigeria shows that about 70 percent are 30 years and younger a hungry generation, broken by life, exploited by abuse, verbal abuse, domestic violence, church abuse, political abuse, government abuse. A generation that is hungry, that is stretched. And God said, raise me a generation of kings. Please, help me look at somebody and say, we're not doing playing church here. We're not playing church. We're responding to the call of God. And when the multitude showed up, check out what, what disciples said. The disciples said, uh, Jesus, there's so many people who are hungry here. And they're about to make a mess. Uh, send them away. Send them away. Can I ask you a question? If it was the political leaders of the day that were with Jesus, do you think that the disciples would have told him, send them away? The political leaders of their day, if they were the ones who were with Jesus... Will the disciples have told Jesus to send them away? No. The disciples were telling Jesus, send them away. Why? Because many times we don't recognize what the heart of the Father is. 
So we think the heart of the Father is to have fame and celebrities and all of those people. But God said, I'm so drawn to the tiniest, the hungriest, the semen weakest, those who are broken. The Father's will is not just to have people who are, who are already made. It's the Father's will to take clay, mud, broken, and mold them. And so Jesus says, don't send them away. Give them something to eat. Give them something to eat. In other words, when there's a problem around you, don't send the problem away. Give them something to eat. Somebody abused around you. Don't send the abused person away. Give her something to eat. Somebody who can afford accommodation. Don't send the person away. Give them something to eat. Jesus was trying to elevate them to understand that you are not just around me for celebrity purposes. You are around me to be a conduit of transformation in the earth. So when there is a multitude of problem around you, God is saying it's because I've made you a solution provider. And there might be somebody right now who's saying the energy of the people is a lot and they look too fine and they look like they know what they're doing but let me tell you we didn't all start out this way some of us when we started out we had to come to church without knowing how we're going to pay our way back in transport forever i got a witness in here but over the years we have learned that if god brought people he can change them he can change them jesus said give them something to eat look at neighbor say give them something to eat Stop complaining about your generation. Give them something to eat. Stop complaining about the multitude. Give them something to eat. How are they going to find something to eat? That's the whole point. There is always something. So at the beginning, these chairs were not there. Some of you might remember when we first moved into this place, we did not even have money at the time for air conditioning. At that time, there was money in the account, but there were other priorities. Does anybody remember the days when you were drenched, not just with the glory, but with sweat from your body? Because things grow and things get better. If you can trust God with the little God said, I want to showcase my glory through the tiny that you have. And he said, give them something to eat. I've discovered something about God. No matter how many people he brings, there is always enough to feed the people that he brings. So when we were 10, he gave us something to eat and we're all filled. When we became 30 and moved to Barnett, he gave us something to eat and we're all filled. When we became 70 and went to Skate City, he gave us something to eat and we're all filled. When I became a hundred and something and moved over here, he gave us something to eat and we're all filled. Now we're in a hundred and we're on the island. He has given us something. I don't know who exactly this particular message is for, but I'm getting ready to wrap it up with this. That if God forms it, God will feel it. If God calls it, he will cater to it. If God attracts it, he's going to sustain it. If God initiates it, he's going to preserve it. If God is the one who birthed is going to father it so it makes no difference why you were abandoned ignored and forgotten i came to speak to somebody who has the multiplier effect somebody who knows that it's more than i expected and bigger than i thought don't look me but you can look at somebody else if you're the one i'm preaching to that is and high five that person and say there is more 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 the bible says do not despise the days of little beginners though thy beginners were small your latter end shall greatly increase high five your name and tell that person it's getting bigger it's getting 
getting bigger. It's getting bigger than you thought. That little book will reach the nations. That little song will reach the nations. That little house will reach the nations. That building project, that thing you're working on, will reach the nations. Where are my co-preachers? Where? Where are my bread sharers? Where? Where are my fish breakers? Where? Where are my basket carriers? Where are those who are saying, if it did it before, he's going to do it again? What we've seen is only a peak or a tiny little tip of the iceberg. Better is coming. More is coming. Greater is coming. For the Bible says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. I, I find a neighbor and tell that person it's going to get better. Tell that person to get better. Look for five people. High five them and let them be like a five alive. Tell them it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting stronger. You're getting finer. Sure, yes. I'm getting ready to close, but hear this. They were as hungry as the multitude. Uh, if you're standing, keep standing so you encourage me to close. They were as hungry, PD, as the multitude. Many times we're waiting to be better because we think getting better will help us solve their problems better. But when God calls you on the outside, you look just like the problem is called you to solve. Little one of the greatest evangelists in the Bible, she went out that same day to bring out a whole city. No Bible school training. The woman by the well, she looked just like the problem. Are you following this now? Just like the problem. Some of you are like, I want to be better. And when I get better, I'll come and walk with God. I, I want to be holier. How can you clean a dirty cup when your hands are dirty? And the water you're using is dirty. That's why you say, God, I want to clean myself. But when you clean yourself, you love a lava. Like lava lava. A lava. A lava. using dirty hands to try to clean your body. God said, no. I do the cleaning. You do the obedience. And guess what? Jesus said, go and look for what you have. What do you have? They said, we found five loaves of bread and two fish. Can I propose to somebody, excuse me. If you present what you have, God will feel it. We're about 10 years, God filled them. What do you have? Cooper, you remember the days where we didn't have the microphones? And we had to save to buy the first two microphones. Microphones and negotiate. God said, don't focus on the food you will eat. Focus on the hunger you will feel. Jesus didn't tell them. This is bread, eat first, then when you are strong, go and feed them. No. Why? They that wait upon the Lord 
shall renew their strength. Not that they are wait on what the Lord can give. In other words, when the disciples took the loaves of bread and they were going, the strength of the mortal was in the bread they were serving, but the strength of the disciples was in the obedience. Multiply effect. And Jesus, he took the five loaves of bread like we're taking those five years. Because every loaf represented sustenance. Five years of bread. Is there anybody who's grateful for five years of bread? There's never been a Sunday where there was not one word from God. There's never been a Sunday where KMT didn't minister. And how many of you know that almost every Sunday God gives us a new song? How it just pours like rain for five years. And please, I'm not saying this to boast, but I want to celebrate God for me. I thought about it, I think I said it some Sundays ago. Do you know I've never missed a Sunday service in five years? That sounds almost impossible. Not for sickness not for weakness not for fatigue not for that is not human that is the grace and the mercy of God are you hearing that of course there have been Sundays I traveled out of the country but as long as I'm in Nigeria I am here that is the keeping power of God can we thank God for every pastor every minister every leader every team lead every giver can we thank God for every child and every teenager please help me release a sound from your belly Give them something to eat. How about the rapists? Give them something to eat. They thought they were hungry for that thing, but that there was a bigger hunger in their hearts. How about the murderers? Give them something to eat. How about the political abusers? Give them the bread of life to eat. How about the manipulators? Give them something to eat. How about those who used you? Still give them something to eat because Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they did not know what they were doing. Isn't it amazing that those who sold Joseph into slavery still had to depend on him for their sustenance? We're entering into a season of multiplication. Yeah. Only one amen. We're entering into a season of multiplication. Yeah. I love that amen. We're entering into a season of multiplication. Yeah. Every good thing in the house is about to multiply. It's about to get bigger and better. It's about to get faster and stronger. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost sweeping through the house right now. Every good thing in your life is going to multiply. Everything is going to multiply. Somebody shout the multiplication is in the movement. In other words, when Jesus prayed, the Bible does not say the loaves became 500 and he gave them. No. As a matter of fact, the first thing he did was that he broke them. So if we're looking at the loaves in the hands of Jesus, it looked like they were getting smaller. But in God's mathematics, division precedes multiplication. So when he broke it, he was not reducing it. He was creating more room for what was left to grow into. Creating more room. I prophesy over somebody who feels broken, abandoned, ignored, forlorn, forsaken, lied about, betrayed, pushed in the trenches. You are about to multiply. You are about to multiply. The scars in your life, the brokenness in your life is about to become a growth sport. Something is about to grow out of your life. We have heard some testimonies. And in fact, two days ago, 
somebody in this house was raised in a different level a mind-blowing level the biggest of the scale we have seen so far and I said God the way you do these things I want to prophesy people are stepping out of, of struggling with thousands into the million flow from million to tens of millions from tens to hundreds of millions and not just in numbers of money but an impact in spread in scope in scale in the name of Jesus somebody shall bigger than you thought more than you expected holler from your belly say bigger than you thought say more show more than you expected high five your neighbor the Bible says that everyone ate in other words have you ever eaten with somebody before I remember one day Ronald was eating and I said Ronald can I have out of your food and yes she, he gave me the food and I took a bite and Ronnie boy said daddy that was a big bite I felt so bad but I was bemused is there anybody who ever ate with somebody before and you felt like that that was a big bite you took a bite out of me well let me tell you something Ronald should have understood that no matter the big bites that I took daddy will buy some more daddy will make it up daddy will make up the difference this is the year of recompense this is the year of restoration this is the year that with things that you lost the things that you lost the things that we lost daddy is about to give you megabytes of restoration the devil took a bite but God is giving you a gigabyte are you hearing what I'm saying somebody you're about to receive mega hyper ultra restoration in the name of Jesus that's your word high five your name and tell him restore shall be than your thought more than you expected see it in your spirit see it in your mind oh what do you have a plastic chair but see what the Lord can do with a plastic chair there was that man who was asking Jesus I've been paralyzed for a long time and Jesus said rise but he didn't just say rise he said take up your your bed and walk you are about to carry what used to carry you you are about to lift what used to lift you you are about to support what used to support you you are about to sponsor what try to kill you because you're going to become bigger than your haters than your enemies than your abusers manipulators are you hearing me high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor tell me bigger than you thought more than you expected the Bible says there was a man his name was Samson even though he didn't work with Samsung he could still make calls to God are you hearing what I'm saying keep a tab on it like your neighbor say keep a tab on it yes Samson took the jawbone of a donkey and with one jawbone of a donkey I can't remember who was testifying uh, that she was watching online uh, just the jawbone of a 
donkey where people are going to get healed with your writings your captions your podcast your song your business and you would have thought well samson just kill one and go the bible says it killed a thousand philistines with the jawbone of an ass god is elevating us to a level where with simple things we're going to have mighty victories simple things in education in government in fashion in creativity and you're going to take down the jawbone of an ass the bible says samson he taught the mouth of a lion and the next day he found honey on the inside out of what tried to kill him he found something that tasted nice your battles are delivering blessings I proclaim by God I wish somebody will receive it I find your neighbor and tell him blessings from your battles increase from the attacks multiplication from the misery and the good thing about the text ah, the Bible says they were all filled look at your neighbor say your appetite is a lot you like to take a big bite but this next bite you will not be able to finish it whilst you are scooping they'll be putting more whilst you're gulping they'll be topping it up are you ready for good measure press down shaking over shaking together and running over help me run over to two neighbors and tell your neighbor tell them running over running over look for somebody I know it's pretty tight but come on get out of your seat and tell your neighbor running over bigger than you thought more than you expected bigger than you thought more than you expected bigger than you thought more who's ready for more we've seen the hundreds who's ready for the thousands shout more we've seen mainland and island who's ready for Abuja who's ready for Canada who's ready for Houston who's ready for Dubai shout more I love the energy show show high five your neighbor shout from a plastic chair shout from a plastic chair you are rising shout from a little you're becoming bigger you're rising you're rising it said everyone was filled everyone the warbia was filled the olojukokoro was filled those who had issues filled are you hearing what i'm saying the reason they were filled not what was not because they were good enough to be fed the reason they were filled is because god is too good to leave them hungry so they were not filled because of their goodness they were filled because of his goodness they were not filled because they were desperate they were filled because he is divine 
they were not filled because they were begging they were filled because it was benevolent they were not filled because they were intelligent they were filled because it's intentional they were not filled because they were young enough to ask they were filled because he was strong enough to give so as we go into a stretch of praise and worship the focus is not on you and your mascara the focus is on God whose mask is greater than any era are you hearing what I'm saying high five your neighbor say filled you gonna be filled your mouth will be filled with joy and your heart will be filled with a new level of peace then your life will be filled with the glory of God then this generation will be filled with kingdom influencers in every every and every give God praise Somebody, how am I do like this? How am I do like this? Uh, say, excuse me, neighbor. Uh, I'm carrying more home. I'm carrying. Are people you must never withhold the tokens of your harvest from? Everybody dances around the harvest, but it takes a Christ-like person to give thanks for the five loaves before the molds are filled. Let me tell you what five years. And God said, do five Sundays of thanksgiving. That's us lifting the five loaves. Boom. The explosion is here. That's why you are seeing us more in the media. I told the court team five years ago, I said, see, we're not going to be doing a lot of heavy publicity and media and all of that stuff at the beginning of the ministry. See, if you're looking for a crowd, you're not going to get that in the beginning. Because before you shout, be careful of what people are coming to see. But when the master has perfected what he wants to mass produce, then you shout. Are you ready to shout? Are you ready to shout? Things in your life are about to make noise. Don't forget, there was a time Jesus was in the wilderness, but the Bible says he was there, not forever. He was there until the day of his appearing to all of Israel. And the word says that his fame was noised abroad. That's how it started in King's Farm. King's FAM Farm Foreign Affairs Mission. Because it's time for the fame of Christ to be spread abroad through the platforms of this house. Once one seller will be coming up shortly. But before they do, can you just really praise God from your heart? For this word and for the multiplication. Coming into your life. There's a multiplication. For you guys as well. One of the ways in which God multiplies is... Is that it multiplies the number of people that talk about you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
whether for good or for bad. Every talk about you is a multiplication technique. It's the content that determines the direction. So the enemy raises gossip. But even that gossip, the Lord purges their intent and converts it for your good. I want everybody to raise your voice in intentional praise. This Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Now I proclaim multiplication over every good work here. In the name of Jesus. I proclaim a stirring of the graces of God on the inside of you. The deposits of grace within you. I proclaim that it comes forth. It breaks through the glass ceiling. It shatters the barriers, the barricades, the boulders. And it reaches into the nations of the earth in the name of Jesus. I proclaim that like Joseph, you come out of the prison. The imprisonment of human opinion of peer pressure, of cultural nuances, of political disadvantage.